You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane, here with my good buddy, Rich Hill, breaking down whatever the hell we watched <laughs> last night between the Patriots and Bears. Uh, Rich, I hope you don't mind. I am going to turn my mic off, and I'm going to sit here and just listen to you for the bulk of this podcast, because I have absolutely no idea what we just saw. I don't know what that was. I don't know what football is anymore. <laughs> Nothing makes any sense. The Buccaneers lost to the Panthers. The Packers lost to the Commanders. Uh, Matt Ryan got benched for some other kid. I don't even know his name. Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. There's just there's just nothing that makes any sense. So I'm going to pull like a call in on a radio show. I'm going to hang up and listen off the air. Have fun, buddy. I'll see you later. Yeah, um, Giants are six and one, second best record in the entire league. So I want to throw that out there. Yeah. Into the, just the what the heck is going on? Um, Patriots got shellacked by the Bears. Lost thirty three to fourteen. Wasn't that competitive? Patriots just did not show up whatsoever. They are now three and four. They are in dead last in the AFC East, and they deserve it. Like they are by far the worst team in the division, which is something that's shocking because like I feel like uh, I had a lot of hope coming into this week and this game against the bears kind of just wiped it all out because of how it happened. If they lost to the bears, fine. So be it. But it's the way that they lost to the bears. That really just makes me feel like this team is dead in the water. They got nothing going for them for the rest of the year. Uh, This offense is just so out of sync, whatever building blocks that they put together over the past couple of weeks against, albeit the two worst defenses in the entire league. uh, They were going against another bottom tier defense of the bears and they couldn't do jack against them the offense looks it's combobulated the special teams unit didn't look great and worst of all worst of all the coaches have foisted this quarterback controversy onto the team onto just this season for no reason other than just poor planning because alec do you take bill belichick at his word that they had intended to rotate mac jones and bailey zappy or is that just the biggest load of bull that you've ever heard from a coach Perhaps what most blows my mind about that is that Bill Belichick actually said anything at all to a sideline reporter, like in the middle of a quarter. I figured he'd just be some kind of like, uh, we're putting the best quarterback out there that we think. <laughs> but he like the fact that he actually divulged information is the weirdest part to me. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe the plan was to give Mac Jones a few snaps. Look, we may as well open with that. And I don't want to get too deep into it because I feel like we're going to be all have this rammed down our throat for the next five or six days or so. He didn't look good, right? I mean, the Bears looked like they were all over him. To his credit, the offensive line probably had their worst game of the season. I don't know what the hell happened to the offensive line last night, but he looked like the game was too fast. He was indecisive. He was His best weapon was scrambling. You know you're in trouble when your leading rusher through three quarters is a hobbled quarterback who's not in personal mobility who got pulled after three snaps. But he threw that pick. Zappy came in. Zappy looked unreal for mm-hmm. two, two drives, yep. and then it all kind of just fell apart. Do I believe Bill Belichick? I'm no, I, I don't. 
Um, but I'm also just amazed he even said that because it seems like that's really unlike him to give any information whatsoever about what he's thinking. Yeah, well, I think that the only reason he could possibly say that is because Zappi didn't win the job. Like, if, if Zappi came out here and, like, the Patriots looked competitive, like, he doesn't have to do what he did for those first two drives, but, like, he looked bad in the second half. Like, he did not look good. And if if Zappi looked good enough in the second half, I think he would have been, like, you know, like, we're going to reassess and move forward. What he was saying very clearly is that, okay, maybe we can't move on from Mac Jones yet. That was him being like, maybe we made a mistake. You know, like the the Joe Bluth thing, like I made a big mistake. Like that's like <laughs> literally what he was saying, where it's like, okay, you yanked Mac Jones. That interception, completely unacceptable. He just floated that into just uh, brisk air, just like right into his hands. That was a terrible throw by Mac Jones. He picked up right where he unfortunately had started the year, which is making boneheaded, thoughtless plays where he was just reckless with the ball and he was just more reckless with the ball here uh you know three completions for 13 yards he had uh, on his first two passes of the game he had a net one yard on the day um he was not good he did not look good at all and it felt like the bears were just ready for everything that the patriots were were going to throw at them and they didn't throw anything at them really like this was just such a unimaginative offense that just you know other than check downs for Ramondre Stevenson nothing existed and like yeah I mean this is all just to say that Mac Jones is probably going to be the starter next week probably is like they're going to be like well he's closer to 100 now so he's going to come in but like in my head if you like the quarterback position is the one position where you can't as a as a team as a head coach say we're going to rotate you back into the lineup that's not how the position works. That, that's just like just a, not in lining with just the flow of the game, getting the feel for the defense. This just doesn't make sense. And it, it, that to me just indicates that it was just complete BS. And also most valuable position on the team, you don't put him in there if he's less than 100% unless you're ready to commit to him for that game. Like that, that's just the, the story of it. And it was just completely unforced errors and drama foisted on this team by Belichick, by Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, just like, just a complete boneheaded collection of unnecessary decisions that just, just like, you know, the worst possible case just played out. It really did. I mean, we'll, we'll stick with the offense a little while longer because I want to talk about the defense because that's probably the biggest surprise to me, honestly, even though the quarterback quote unquote controversy is going on, you know, you basically, you take away that, that 40 yard that Devontae Parker got, you take away that 30 yard touchdown Jacoby Myers had. It was a bad throw. <laughs> was a bad throw. He had to do a circus catch to adjust. And then Ramondre Stevens had like a 20-yard scamper on like a, a an out route. Um, that's basically like 90. That's like 93 not, yards. Yeah, 93 yards right there. So that's basically 93 of the 198 passing yards they had came on three plays, uh, one of which probably should have been a drop because he was just wide open and Myers made an amazing play. Other than that, just like there's absolutely nothing that anybody can remember that the offense did memorably. Uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson ran for 40 yards on 11 carries, which is insane. Damian Harris was three for eight, coming back from an injury, whatever. But it was just an absolute egg of an offensive performance. I don't think it really matters, you know. But again, it's just, we were talking for the podcast, uh, officially went live. But like, I, I don't remember a wilder, whatever it was, seven and a half minutes of football between Mac Jones's if interception and Ramondre Stevenson's touchdown to go up 14 to 10. Where <laughs> comes in, he was like six for six for 97 yards and then four for four, just absolute dimes. That It was just wild. And then whatever, whatever magic he had, maybe he found some old Tom Brady dust in his locker. It expired and he completely fell down to earth. There was one point in the second half where they had like 14 total yards 
and the Bears had a hundred and something, and it just really didn't really seem like New England tonight. I mean, now here's the best: you know it's not New England tonight when a single player on the Bears has more offensive passing production than your entire team, and that player is Nikhil Harry. That's a stat that happened last night. And oh boy! Maybe it's just one of those games where you just got to just forget it ever happened. Take a mulligan. Let's take. Let's all agree. NFL, let's just take a mulligan on this week and just realize that something was in the ether, everything sucks, and we should just move on as fast as possible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was just a disaster <laughs> of a game. This was just, uh, like, I guess, like, okay, another point of that. I, I think that uh, we need to talk about the turnovers here oh, because, yeah. like, if we're looking at what is the story of this game, what, like, what was the the weird just oxygen in the air that led to this situation uh obviously patriots had three t- like interceptions thrown uh bears had one so plus two in the bears column there were six fumbles over the course of this game including four by quarterback justin fields all six ended with the bears maintaining possession the odds of that happening are astronomical and so that tells that says of the 10 possible turnover opportunities, nine of them went in the favor of the Bears. Like that is just impossible to replicate and leads to the fact that uh, the Bears obviously ran at will 5.4 yards per carry on two on 45 carries, 243 yards, sixth most Belichick has ever allowed with the Patriots, sixth most that allowed the Bears to like not do anything really special you know like the, their offense their passing game not really impressive nope. like like uh they had two like i don't know i like mooney a lot but like justin fields only had 179 passing yards and like he played like it the the patriots whenever they were in passing defense like worked out pretty well but their biggest challenge ever is stopping the opposing quarterback from running. And, you know, we talked in the pregame podcast about like how the Patriots could stop Montgomery and Herbert and how like, you know, this is like playing the the Browns offense, but it's a worse one because they don't have the the passing effect. And uh, Justin Fields uh, felt that. (laughs) Something that I didn't account for is perhaps the Bears could have pulled out the Baltimore Ravens playbook from a a few weeks ago where, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson ran for over 100 yards. And, uh, you know, it's almost the exact same story where the game's pretty close. Patriots actually had the lead against the Ravens before Lamar Jackson and the Ravens just pulled away. Uh, Bears just ran away with this one. And the Patriots just could not stay in front of the running backs. The, they just looked slow. They looked out of position. They were over-pursuing on the edge, leaving these ginormous rushing lanes for the Bears to get through. Uh, there, there was just a complete lack of ability to squeeze the pocket. Like anytime it felt like Fields was in the pocket for more than a second and a half, it was just like... Like how open the middle of that field is, he's going to pick up 10 yards on the ground. Like that's what happened every single time. And it was just infuriating to watch because like big part of the Patriots defensive scheme is like, that's why we have Adrian Phillips. That's why you have a linebacker safety hybrid is someone who can spy the quarterback and like not allow them to break free. But every single Patriots defensive lineman just couldn't get their head around. How do we keep Justin Fields in the pocket or in the backfield? Not only that, but I lost track maybe midway through the second quarter of how many third and 16s the Bears managed to convert, either through Justin Fields running somehow for like 20 yards or him scrambling around long enough to find somebody downfield. It's just their their playbook almost is like run for four yards, second and six. Uh, they take a sack for 10 yards, third and 16, they convert. And that was kind of their playbook for the entire – and it worked. 
23 unanswered points after that 14 to 10 lead the Patriots had. And you just never really got the sense that New England kind of found their groove. It's like that major adrenaline rush you get when something new exciting is happening when then the adrenaline wears off and everything just kind of just went kaput. Um, and I, I'd be very curious to know what the Patriots win loss record is when the Patriots special teams plays as poorly as they did last night. Very mm-hmm. bad tackling, bad coverage. Jake Bailey was not good in the punt game. I feel like almost every Bears possession started from the 35 or or, or closer. There were a lot of ones that are basically at midfield, always defending short fields for the Patriots defense. I feel like this Patriots team kind of lives and dies by special teams, which Belichick's always touting as the most important unit on the field. Not a good game from them. It's like nobody played well. There's basically that seven minutes of magic when Zappi had those two drives. And if those two drives hadn't happened, this could have been like the worst Patriots game I've ever seen. What I'm going to do, Rich, I'm going to just cling to the hope that maybe Bill Belichick has so much respect for the NFL, the history <laughs> of this game, for the historic franchise that is Chicago Bears, that he really did not want to take George Hallis's record away from him against the team he basically built. You don't want to take a man's record <laughs> that way. He's got the Jets next week. He's got it out for the Jets for whatever reason. Maybe he wants to take it against the Jets, and so we kind of just threw this game to not give it to the Bears, and he'll take it next week against the, the Jets. Because other than that, there's really no explanation for how there were no adjustments. There's mm-hmm. no fire, no energy. Bad game from the head coach all the way down to the backup special teamer. Nobody played well, except, I will say, Matthew Judon, you are still a beast. Thank God for you, because otherwise it could have been like 50 to 14. Yeah, no, totally. Like it just, uh, no one did anything well here. And I I will also want to emphasize, you were talking about how they couldn't stop them at all. Like the bears were 11 for 18 on third down. That's over 61%. If we uh, only look at the regular season, because obviously that bills postseason game was a complete disaster. The last time the Patriots had a regular season game with that bad of a third down defensive percentage Week two back in 2018 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, That's how long you have to go back. And like, it's just uh, indicative of the fact that the Patriots just did not show up. Like they they were not ready for prime time. They looked just terrible across the board. Like, I mean, time of possession, 15 point edge for the bears. Patriots just couldn't sustain any drives. Uh, If we look at like, I think they had five, three and outs. The Patriots did. Um, And like, they just were not competitive. They need to regroup. And Alec, my question to you is, okay, walking out of this game, we have two weeks before the bye. Patriots are on the road against the Jets next week, host the Colts the week after, and then they get the bye week. One of like the, they both of those could be winnable games. Colts definitely more so. What do the Patriots have to do to get into that bye week uh, with a five and four record? How do they write this ship? Yeah, I, I guess here's here's the positive spin I'll put on this game against the Bears. I think this if if, if the Patriots do well this season, if they finish 10 and 7, 11 and 6, whatever, if they have a winning record and they sneak into the playoffs, I think this debacle against the Bears will be the 2014 Chiefs Patriots Monday night game. Not Super Bowl worthy team. They're not going to Super Bowl, but that was a very kind of similar performance. It was on the road against KC. Everyone looked off. It was just a blowout. And on prime time, they turned it around, they galvanized, they all rallied together, they had enough of the BS, and they looked great from there on out. And it was kind of the turning point of the season. Maybe this is that moment for them where just like a lot of things went wrong, nobody showed up, everyone's going to turn inward, say, what happened? Let's never let that happen again. 
We still have time. It's a long season. We're still more than this. We can make a run. We, every game is winnable and every game is losable in 2022. There's really no rhyme or reason to this season. Everyone's going to finish nine and eight. Let's just get together. Never let that happen again and play our asses off going forward. They can do that. I can see that being this like team meeting moment tomorrow or Thursday, whenever it is. And if they do that, okay, great. But I think how they play against the Jets on Sunday, if they come out and just beat the crap out of them, Mm -hmm. uh, I think good things are going to happen. But if they roll over again and the Jets beat them, that's probably the season right there. So this is the crux of the season. They are on the edge. Do they fall off the cliff or do they charge ahead into the fray? That is what I'm going to look for this uh, this week. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that, too. I mean, I think that uh, they need to just definitely reassess what had been going well for them over the past two weeks, because like they came into this game and immediately started calling the old Patriots offense for Mac Jones, as opposed to like taking some of the elements that really did work with Bailey Zappi. And then they like gave Bailey Zappi back his old offense. <laughs> it's just like, but learn a little bit from this. Like, obviously, Mac Jones has more arm talent. You can throw it stronger, like a little bit deeper down the field, but also like get him in the rhythm in his first game back. My gosh, like Mac Jones, like immediately came out his average, like uh, intended, like depth of pass was over 10 yards down the field, which is in line what he was doing for the first three weeks. But, you know, Bailey Zappi's offense comes out and he's throwing it five, six yards down the field. And it's a much more manageable move the chains down the field type of a rhythmic offense that like, the Patriots need to assess because obviously Mac Jones is not on like the same page as his receivers here. Like he definitely isn't. And so they need to take their learnings and apply it for Mac Jones, who should be the quarterback moving forward. Like Mac Jones is still more talented and they need to just actually ride with him and put him in a position to succeed. And, you know, uh, you have your starting three receivers. Like it's very clear, you know, obviously Kendrick Bourne uh, is dealing with an injury, um, but Aguilar is definitely benched now for Taekwondo Bourne. That's like very clear, but from a snap count percentage, the Patriots for like 85 or more percent of the snaps, Myers was hundred percent. Parker was like 95%. Uh, and then you have Hunter Henry and Taekwondo Thornton that were both like 85% of the snaps. That's what the Patriots want to do from an offensive package standpoint. And like the game wasn't really out of reach for like a good chunk of it, but like the Patriots wanted to maintain that. And so that kind of indicates to me that that's what new England wants to do from a play calling perspective is have that, that personnel on the field. And like, it's good personnel. Uh, you know, Joe Kobe Myers in the slot Parker's big on the outside. Hunter Henry has been like shown flashes. <sighs> that's how I feel at, at the tight end position. It's still not great, but you need to find ways to get them the ball in a way to thrive in the way that they had done it the past two weeks, as opposed to just like chucking up moon balls down the field, because all of these players individually have talent. Myers is a hundred yard receiver, Parker, hundred yard receiver, uh, you know, add in Bourne and, and even Aguilar, uh, like in Thornton showed his red zone prowess last week. Like all of these players have very clear skill sets. They're just not being put in a position to succeed. And it's mind boggling to continue to see it. It is. Um, Rich, I'm kind of done talking about this game. I don't know about you. Yep. I've kind of had it. There's not much really to say. Just one of those things. Again, I'm going to just chalk it up to just a, a dud of a week. I really hope they take this and they watch the game film and they're all really pissed off. Then they burn the game film. Then they bury the game film. And then they brought bring Ric Flair in drops <sighs> elbows on the ground of where the game film is now buried. And they move on from this one. Jets coming up. Weird week. It was fun for a couple minutes. I will, I, will, I will say this, if nothing else, this is a regular season game I will never forget for the rest of my life because of that Bailey Zappy madness that happened in the middle there. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, 
I have a memory from last night, just a weird one. And, um, <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it anymore. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang up. If that's okay with you. All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm done with it too. Uh, Patriots stop turning the damn ball over. Uh, that, that is pretty much all they need to do in order to be better is just protect the football. Alec. Wait, wait, I'm going to interrupt real quick. So, 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 so last week you said last week you said I all, did. The offense, all the offense needs to do is score touchdowns. And then they add to that your analysis of turn not so don't turn the ball over and score touchdowns. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's winning football right there. Huh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why they pay me the big bucks, oh, um, Alec. Well, until next time, we'll be breaking down the Jets on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, this Barry, what a, what a preposterous <laughs> game! I feel like I, okay. Last thought on this. All right. Yeah. This might be. Uh, the most disappointing game of the season. Like <laughs> I feel like the Packers loss, I felt like, you know, hopeful and invigorated. The Ravens loss was just like challenging, but like, you know what? They showed some fight that dolphins game. It's in Miami, whatever. So be it. This bears game easily the worst game of the year so far. What are your thoughts? It is again. Again, I, I said it again. I'm going to close with this. We will look back on week seven as the week that the Patriots turned it around and got good or completely bombed the season and they have a top 10 draft pick. We're going to look back on this moment as to exactly what became of 2022 and how they reacted to this. So hopefully it's a positive reaction. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, Alec, breaking down the Jets on Thursday, you have a good one. I will try. <laughs> Later, man. Yeah.